Previously, on South Park, an air of sobriety fills the laboratory as the men of South Park gather to find out which one of them fathered this boy. Who is Eric Cartman's father? At the end of tonight's episode, you will know the answer. Kick ass. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we have ourselves a time. And boy, did I have myself a time this week because we finally got to the end of the Cartman's father storyline. Or did we? Or did we? Yes. Cartman's mum is still a dirty slut. I am Dando. And you are? I am Guy. Hello there, Dando. How are we all doing? <laughs> we're all doing fine here. We, um, yeah, Cartman's mum's a dirty slut. So this is what we thought we were going to get last week. But those those rascals, Trey and Matt, they pulled the, the wool over our eyes and they said, no, you're not going to find out for another month. I can just imagine back then, man, you would have been so angry. And by the time this episode actually had got to around, I wonder if there are a lot of people, I seem to remember me in particular, almost being over it by the time it aired. It was almost like you dragged it on a little bit too long to the point where it's like, do we really care anymore? Waiting a whole month. Yeah, that would be a real drag, wouldn't it? I mean- When you'd already waited a month. Yeah. And I must admit though, when this episode first started, I'm like, it would be terrible, but also awesome. If they just pulled a double troll on you and just, and said, no, no, we're going to do it again. We're going to do turns felt again. <laughs> it would have been so many televisions would have been thrown out of so many windows. Uh, they would have dragged Matt and Trey to the town square and just hanged them, I'm sure. But they should have just pretended for like 20 seconds. How long do you think they could have gotten away with pretending again before people would have just given up? Do you, think oh. that, do you think people were stuck around for another 30 seconds or would have just turned it off straight away? 20 to 30 seconds, I imagine, yeah. And then just have Cartman go, hey, hey, I tricked you or something like that. That would have been a, whoa, I don't know. But it seems to me, because this started with the, you know, previously on South Park from Trey, and we got <laughs> right at the very start, he says, you will find out tonight. And it was, I almost felt like that was the TV station or the, the network, Comedy Central, saying, you must make people aware. They will fucking find out today that they, who the father is. They will turn off, they will cancel their subscriptions, just give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was a very huge deal. And yeah, I remember when I found out this episode, I've got here, going back to 1998, this was an absurd, wacky and somewhat confusing ending to the storyline for young Dando. I didn't really know <laughs> what the hell that ending was all about. I was like, what? Uh, her mother who? She yeah, I was about to say, how old would you have been? You would have only been a, a little guy. So, the original air date of this, let me just get this up. The original air date of this episode was April 22nd, 1990. So, it would have been probably late 1998 when it aired in Australia. And oh. I would have been, if it just say it aired after my birthday, September 4th, it aired, I would have been 10 years old. I didn't know what was going on, mate. Who knows what a hermaphrodite is at the, at the age of 10? I still don't know what mm. it is. <laughs> <laughs> this episode should have enlightened you. They did. They provided a very good explanation at the end. They did. They did try to sort of dumb it down, but even still, I was like, <laughs> "Yes, for the sheltered among us." It just felt. I just. I remember just feeling a bit short change. It's just because it's kind of like the, the, the Simpsons when they had Maggie be the killer, uh, be the shooter, oh, yeah. Mr. Burns. It's just kind of like that's what you went with and then their mentality was hey we just want to sort of say hey you just spent you dedicated all this energy into a cartoon why do you care that much it doesn't matter it's like i don't know because we care <laughs> but, yeah. but you you made us care but this but this ending felt very much south park i think the simpsons maggie being the shooter of mr burns feels like more of a fuck you than this ending and we do find out later down the track that this is all just not true anyway cartman's mum is not a hermaphrodite 
We'll get to that. Yes, <laughs> we will get to that. <laughs> you, way down the line, we'll yes. get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this ending doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things in the long run. But still, at the time, I remember just thinking, she's a who? A what? A, so who's the father? <laughs> and then when he's like, who's the mum? And then he doesn't care. And I'm like, but who's the mother? Who? <laughs> uh, turns out that she is the mother. But it's, I don't know. It's just... It was an entertaining episode. I think they did a very good job of dragging out 30 minutes just waiting for an old guy to wake up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> it was, they were stretching. This is a stretch Armstrong of episodes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, um, it felt like it had a lot of filler. That filler wasn't the dex, uh, dif- dictionary definition of filler, if you know what I mean. It, it didn't feel shortchanged. It wasn't a troll like the previous episode, and it wasn't like they were spinning their wheels while they were figuring what to do. But at the same time, you're right, it does feel a little bit, hmm, yeah, there's something, a little something missing with this episode. A little, it's a little insubstantial, perhaps. Now, forgive me, I've got a cat crawling all over the place here. Oh, he my really goodness. wants to be part of the show. Get out of there, buddy. Get out of there, young man. Um, are we going to hear him licking his balls later in the episode? Uh, no, Basie had his removed uh, oh. fairly early in the proceedings. Who will we hear licking their own balls later in the episode? Will it be Guy? Will it be Guy? <laughs> <laughs> Smart money's on Guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, what were your favourite moments from this episode? I love just the return of Kenny. Like, I got that as my like, favorite as well. I just love that. It's, they, they give no fucks now. They're like this. Basically, this that moment there sums up South Park to me. It's like, okay, that happened. Yep, cool. All right, Kenny's back. Let's not explain. It doesn't this. matter. Like, no, he's back in the picture. That's fantastic. Trey and Matt just created this universe. It's only the fourteenth. I think fourteenth episode is it? Fourteenth, fifteenth episode. Sorry, sounds about right. Yeah, fifteenth episode into the series. Shit like that is just normal. It's accepted. You've basically just created a series. Where you can do whatever you want, and you're only fifteen episodes yeah. in. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I was a big fan of. Just the, that recurring gag about, you know, who will it be? But the organ stinks like, you know, every time they said it, I thought that was fantastic. Um, you can tell that Trey definitely had fun doing it because they just kept throwing oh, it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think a while back on Four Finger Discount, uh, I mentioned something about something that I regarded as like a quintessential Simpsons gag, even though other places have probably used it. Where um, <laughs> I think it's squeaky voice teen. He's working as like a a spruker for like some car wash. Lubricate your car, governor, or something like that. And the guy's like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> I tend to regard that as a real Simpsons gag. That don't touch me. Um, yeah. And there's a bit in this that I regard as like a quintessential South Park gag, where mm-hmm. the doctor is doing his operation, and then it's like, "Ooh, I think you're hitting the bone." And you know, poor old Stan, who's just you know, he said, "I don't like hospitals." Finally, passes out. After this, just witnessing this disgusting medical spectacle, and the doctor's like, some people just have a weak stomach. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny for some reason. It just strikes me like a real South Park gag when something really gross happens or something just like un- completely untoward. And um, yeah, the person in authority or the person committing the deed or whatever just says, Oh, well, I guess some people just aren't up to it. <laughs> I-, I love, yeah, because that's Dr. Doctor there. I love when he's just like, Oh no, his head fell off. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the uh, the nurse with no arms, Nurse Goodley. Oh, well, we're an equal opportunity hospital here. <laughs> yes. I um, I really liked, so when he's describing to Kenny how Kenny is Team B, and whilst they're all drinking warm cocoa and watching television, and he's going through the plan, and then just the, the Jurassic Park reference, and there could be Velociraptors here. <laughs> 
I was surprised they didn't go anywhere that, that you saw the shadow of the dinosaur but then that was it you never actually saw a dinosaur maybe it's a, del- a deleted scene of some kind I'm not too sure but I just really yeah really enjoyed that there could be velociraptors here <laughs> I just think that's a neat visual gag that, you know, you don't actually get the dinosaur and just like, they're actually there, but, you know, we'll save that for another it. time perhaps. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. you got lucky this time, Kenny. It didn't get you. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. All right, it is now time, Mr. Davis, for some trivia for going down to South Park. What is your first question? I was actually going to ask, you know, what's the second name of the doctor? But uh, you, know, oh, you beat do- me to that. Dr. Goodley. <laughs> oh, Nurse Goodley, go. I should say, yeah. Instead, I'll ask you about another name. Who is the director of America's Most Wanted? Who is the director? Oh, I've got, I have got his name. Um, am I allowed to check my notes? I shouldn't check my notes. I know his name. His first name is Sid. It's Sid this something. This is what notes are for. Yeah, I guess. Sid, it's something field. Sid something field. Sid Greenfield. Sid Greenfield? <gasps> you got there. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> you made uh, it. My first question is, who does Chef have a memorial towel in his car of? That would be Meredith Baxter Burney. Yeah. Uh, and okay, the the mom from Family Ties. Yes, I was like, why would they they love their eighties sitcom stars, don't they? <laughs> but I was like, why would he make a um why would they have a memorial towel for her? Oh, you mean that kind of memorial. Oh my. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> the as we like to say, the shag rag. Yes, yes. I've never said that before, <laughs> so but I'm gross. going to I'm gonna use it now. <laughs> hey Nicola, pass us your shag rag. So what's your oh. next question? Uh, my next question to you. What is the name of... I'm big on names this time around. What's the name of the congressman that um, Leanne petitions? That's not O'Reilly, is it? Is it O'Reilly? That is O'Reilly. It is O'Reilly. Okay, yes. And then there was the governor. We don't think we get the governor's name, do we? No, but we definitely know who the president yes. Yeah, we sure <laughs> do. I love the fact. That was going to be one of my favourite bits as well, the fact that, of course, Bill Clinton is going to have sex with Leanne Carter. <laughs> who wouldn't he have sex with? <laughs> but, my next question. The, the, the song that uh, Cartman can't stop singing is Come Sail Away by which band? It's by Sticks. Sticks, correct. Um, what show did mm-hmm. Chef watch that qualifies him to be a surgeon? Quincy? Quincy. Yeah, I don't know what Quincy... Quincy, M- Quincy I know it was Quincy something, wasn't it? Quincy MD, is that what it, it is? It was Quincy ME, medical examiner. Okay. Yeah, so he was a coroner who basically got involved in, you know, solving crimes. So it sounds like, kind of like Castle, how he's just an author who goes around solving crimes and stuff, yeah. I, yeah, love, I love those kind of shows. They're always fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. There's a reason they were, you know, they keep bringing that kind of format back. Switch that brain off and just enjoy yourself. It's like sometimes you just yeah. got to do that. <laughs> My next question is, how many miles... Did the sign say when they're on their way to Hell's Pass Hospital and Cartman first starts singing the song? I was initially going to make this a question. I was like, oh, should I rewind it? Ah, nah, it's not. But it's 35. It's 35. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) And one, I have one last question for you, Miracle, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric Cartman is in his what trimester? (laughs) His 40th trimester. I'm thinking, I'm watching this episode going, she can't be this stupid. <laughs> so, but like, obviously, mm. it pays off at the end. She didn't mean yeah. abortion. <laughs> and it's like the way Clinton's like, well, that, that, that's very different. <laughs> what, something I really appreciated, though, about this episode, and I think about South Park in general, um, you know, so many bits of popular entertainment, movies, TV, whatever, they're very squeamish when it comes to abortion. I mean, even knocked up, which is primarily what it's about, doesn't even say the word abortion. I mean, they does it really have, not? They, wow, they have a character say smushmortion. That's right. Like, yeah, I'm jo- not going to say the yeah, word, but Jonah it means smushmortion. Yeah. It's like, dude, we're all grown ups here. Or <laughs> you know, the people who are going to see knocked up should nominally be grown ups. 
but you know, when uh, Leanne sees the um, the woman at Planned Parenthood or what, or the or the clinic for the first time, I mean, it just strikes me in the middle of this cartoon <laughs> that is for not really for kids, but say kids of all ages, uh, that you've got two adults having what starts off as a very rational conversation about about parenthood and your and your options therein. I mean, so uh, this of is, this is that's why, maybe that's like you're saying why South Park's been so successful because they're just not afraid to just talk like real people. Yeah. It's, it's just like this this happens in the real world. Why can't we discuss it? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll take the piss out of it, but you know, we're often starting from a place of okay, this is what a lot of people think, you know. Yeah. So let's just start with that. What did you so, think yeah, of the so um, what did what did you think on a, on a different note, what did you think of the um, the treatment of Eric Roberts in this? Because I know you're a big fan. Yeah, disappointing. <laughs> at, this, at, at this stage of the game, it ran to sort of 98 or so. Yeah, I mean, his career is such an odd one. I'll I'll see if I can find a link to uh, this article that was about it. But you've, you've, you've posted this Vanity already, fan. I believe. Yeah, in the Patreon yeah, yeah, where it's he basically said, yeah, I just I like to work, and he just works all the time, and whether it's in prestige movies or music videos or TV shows or director video direct or and he'll show up for like a day and just be in this you know, the worst piece of shit ever but you know the guy likes to act and I'm presuming he likes to get paid I mean it is a job I guarantee the people on set would be like oh my god it's Eric Roberts they'd love having yeah, him because around. because when he broke out in the early 80s I mean he was regarded as like the new Brando no shit okay oh yeah I mean he's a really 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 good actor and he's a good looking dude too it's incredible because I mean, running parallel with him was sort of Mickey was Mickey Rourke. Yeah, you know, and and back in the day, Mickey Rourke was just the most handsome man alive. It's just like, oh my god, and now Mickey's all fucked up because of you know he got into the boxing ring too one too many times and he's had one too many plastic surgeries. Eric Roberts, probably in his mid sixties, still looking good, looked like a you know silver fox, kept himself in shape and all this kind of business. He probably could be like a movie star or something like that, but instead he's. Just a working actor, but he seems to be happy to do that because I think he had a bit of a period in the wilderness where he enjoyed himself a little too much, shall we say, <laughs> you know, with um, with the drinking and the drugging and the whatnot. So um, It's always the whatnot that gets you, though, isn't it? It's the whatnot. You know, I mean, <laughs> drink and drugs is fine. Just stickler with the whatnot, kids. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. Yeah. That is trivia for Cartman's Mum is Still a Dirty Slut. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review of the episode. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. The original air date of Cartman's Mum is Still a Dirty Slut was April 22nd, 1998. It was written by Trey Parker and David Goodman, not Matt Stone, surprisingly, and directed, by Trey. Okay. Yeah, and directed by Trey. All right, so the episode kicks off with the previously on South Park, you know, three weeks, or was it, no, was it three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago. We said you were going to find mm. out, but you did not. You got the episode, but today you will find out. So that's what we are saying last week was that... They were going to wait a month and actually brought it forward, I believe, a week 
or maybe even two weeks, but at least a week, because there was so much outraged. Comedy Central just hit the panic button and went, <laughs> we've got to do it now because people are not going to wait around any longer. They're, they're angry. But yeah, they mm. wanted to make viewers very aware that you will find out tonight. And I just like that they go straight into the action, that it just commenced from exactly where the last episode ended. There was no fucking around. It was just, yep, this is where it ended. It, it, you could literally watch part one and part two as one continuous episode and you wouldn't even know a difference. It's, I like the way yeah. they did that. But yeah, Cartman, this feels like the longest minute of my life. Kenny just returns. <laughs> Kenny just returns. Just you know, he's back. It's like okay, cool. Everything's everything's back to normal again. And Mephisto is about to reveal it, and then the lights go out. We hear a gunshot, and Mephisto they think has been killed. <gasps> you killed Mephisto. Kenny says it, of course. <laughs> you bastards. Now the thing is though, was he holding a piece of paper that had the DNA results on there? Because if that's the case, I can't remember. Because if that's the case, mm. could then not someone else have just picked up the piece of paper and read it? Again with the plot holes. But, but, but that, that the- might not be the case. Maybe he read it and then someone took it. I don't know. Who cares? doesn't matter. We have to drag it out for 22 <laughs> minutes. But the gunshot came from outside because the window is broken. So they're like, okay, the killer must be outside. Who shot Mephisto? Was it the school counselor? Or was it Miss Crabtree? Or was it... Hey, wait a minute. I didn't find out who my father was. Or was it Miss Broslowski? You're right. He's having so much fun with that. Yes, he's already done it, it twice. It's, it's, it's so much fun to do, though. I mean, you do it. Say it now. Ah. It is so much fun to do. Who is the killer? It's just... It, he's, to he's, say that, do, do things in that voice. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's John, he's John Lovett's voice. It's so great. But um, <laughs> they've realised Mephesto is not dead, so Chef picks him up and takes him to the hospital. But the killer's still on the loose, Jimbo points out. Who will the killer kill next? <laughs> We should have, we should have had a little um, tally board going of like how many times did do they we do, do the that voice? in this yeah. episode? Oh yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, so it was at least three times. Mm. We're then I've got it in ca- oh, every time God. he says it. I've got it in caps lock, so it's at least three times so far. Uh, we're now in Chef's car and Mephisto is bleeding out pretty bad. So Chef says, "Can you please make sure he doesn't uh, doesn't bleed out my Meredith Baxter Bernie Memorial Town?" As you were saying earlier, she was who, Mister Davis? She was the mum on Family Ties. The mum on Family Ties. So she was a beloved, a beloved actress. I would assume she was the the mother of a, a beloved sitcom with Michael J. Fox. I can only assume she was just like America's mother. Was she? A bit, yeah. She yeah. she sort of had that persona of um, <laughs> mom, mom. Yes. Um, so the fact that uh, he had her in the car and made, <laughs> and made a memorial tale out of her is just like, how dare you, chef. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. Uh, as he was explaining, I was I was just like, "Woo! Oh my, raunchy at South Park." It's even, not- even by chef standards, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> a bit sexy. It'd be like Peter Griffin or Quagmire saying he once had a night with Marge and had Marge Simpson Memorial Tower. He'd be like, "What? No, you can't do that." <laughs> but she uh, stands feeling really sick because he um he doesn't like hospitals. He's a bit nervous about it all. And it's really snowing outside, so they're concerned that the roads might get blocked. Cartman is then mentioning how, oh man, I really need to find out who my father is because if I don't, I'll be, I'll be ruined. I, I, when I start something, I have to finish it. It's just like that song, Come Sail Away by Styx. Once I hear the start, I've got to finish it. I'm sailing away. No, no. Set an open course for the virgin sea. Woo, dude. 
And they, this is a recurring gag throughout the episode. By the third or fourth time, I was like, you guys are really going with this one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I was like, I don't know if this has got as much air in the tyres as you think it does, guys. Yeah, yeah. But um, apologies, listeners, by the way, if you can hear my wife and my daughter having a hell of a time in the hallway out there, that's what's going on. They're having, a, they're having themselves a time. <laughs> listeners of the show, I, I think you might appreciate just these little sort of Life on the fringes of the show. I mean, you know, Dando's got his uh, his lovely wife and lovely daughter getting up to activities. I've got my dumbass cat crawling all over the desk. Um, but yes, we hope that this is not diminishing your enjoyment of this episode of Going Down to South Park. But Kyle, Kyle obviously sings the, song at the start of the song, so the Cartman has to sing the entire thing really, really fast. Uh, they're then 35 miles away from Hal's Past Hospital, so there's still a way to go. They live a long way from the hospital. 35 miles is a long way. How big is fucking South Park? <laughs> That's a really... Well, I, I assume if you've got a <laughs> presumably unsanctioned genetics experimentation lab, you'd probably want to keep it pretty far out of sight. We're now at the mayor's office and Jimbo... Uh, no, uh, yeah, it's Jimbo, Mrs. Broslovsky and uh, Stan's Bar Brady. Yes, and uh, Bar Brady, of course, are there too. And she's saying, and the mayor says, "Well, Bar Brady, if we had a competent law enforcer, what would he do?" So he goes off to try and think about what that would happen. What would happen there? <laughs> I love the way he phrases. Let me get right on that with thinking. Yes, uh, Sid Greenfield, the director of America's Most Wanted, then arrives, and he says that they're desperate for stories, so they want to uh, uh-huh. want to make a story about this one. We want to reenact it. We just want to do a recreation of the story for our show. Then we'll flash a number on the screen that people can call if they have any information regarding the identity or location of the shooter. That's it. You win, we win, America wins. Are you sure this wouldn't make our little town look dangerous? Don't worry, Mayor. America's Most Wanted is not about violence. It's about family. It is? Well, in that case, I guess it's okay. Great. We'll get started with auditions immediately. What part should we cast first? Who will the director cast first? Will it be Mr. Garrison, Officer Barbrady, Chef? Mrs. Cartman is now at the Unplanned Parenthood Clinic. and she <laughs> just, Unplanned Parenthood. Yes, and she discusses here with the woman that she wants to abort a child, but not a, uh, a fetus. No, she wants to abort an eight-year-old. <laughs> and the woman's like, I'm not really sure we can do this. <laughs> and then we get the kick the laws off my body. So this is a real sort of discussion about just abortion in general. And I was just like, wow, they've really snuck that in here. Okay, cool. Go for it. 1998. But I can't imagine many shows on television would have ever have discussed abortion in a a comedy of anything um, at all. Not really, no. I mean, there's an episode of like a 70s sitcom called Maud starring B. Arthur from The Golden Girls. Okay. And I think she made a decision to have an abortion in an episode of that show, and this was maybe in the mid to late seventies or something, and everyone was like, <gasps> and then, but it was you know done in a very sort of tasteful, not drama, you know, sort of over dramatized way or things like that. It's like, well, you know, my body, my choice kind of deal. But I think, uh, yeah, most shows sort of shied away from it. it's like, oh, well, you know, we don't want to offend anybody, and people tend to get sort of you know up in arms about things like this. So, yeah, in the end, they just don't talk about it, which is a bit of a shame, really. So, yeah, good on South Park for just, no, nah, it happens, and we're not going to go, <gasps> it's just more like, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> so, it's, it's yeah. almost like Trey had a, a list, uh, controversial topics of America. Mm. Tick, 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 tick. Let's get them all off, let's cross them off the list. So, yeah. um, Mrs. Cartman goes to speak to uh, the congressman to work out how she can get the law changed so she can abort Cartman. 
Uh, we're back at the hospital. <laughs> Stan is feeling really unwell, and Dr. Doctor and Nurse Goodley, who is a nurse with no arms because they're equal opportunists, uh, is working on a guy there. And they're just digging the needle in. You can, you can hear the bone, the sound effects. I was listening to this with headphones on. It's just gruesome. And then oh, we get yeah. the, oh, no, his head fell off. And as you were saying earlier, some people just have a weak stomach. <laughs> <laughs> we're now at the auditions. And he's going through Mephest- different Mephestos, but he's had enough of that. So he's now trying to bring in the Garrisons. And poor old Mr. Garrison can't even get the gig playing himself. Oh, no. But the guy they picked to play, Mr. Garrison, well, I mean, how would you not choose that yeah. guy? He looks like a bit of a dreamboat. Very talented indeed, yes. Visually and acting. Then <laughs> Leanne is now in bed with the Congressman O'Reilly. And he says, well, I don't think I can help you there. I don't, I don't think it's going to work. You need to go talk to the governor. I'm not the person to talk to. So he got... He got what he wanted, and she's off on her merry way. Yeah. Was he the one with the um, the pacemaker scar? Because one of them's got a pacemaker scar. It's probably the governor. Really... The governor seemed older. Yeah, but I just I love those little bits of detail. I, I I love it when they do it in The Simpsons, and I like it when they do it in this show as well. Doctor Doctor, he now has Mephisto on a life support machine. He's going to be okay. So Cartman just jumps in there, tries to wake him up, beats the shit out of him. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Kyle sings the song again just to sort of distract him and, and to fuck with him at the same time. Because Kyle and Cartman, they have this little feud going, don't they? It's like they love each other. They're best buddies. But Kyle, at any opportunity, <laughs> will fuck with him. And Cartman, any opportunity, will fuck with Kyle. <laughs> I'm not sure how, how strong that friendship actually is. Do you think it's like Stan's like the um the backbone of it all? Like they're, they're all there because they're friends. Well, who is like, I mean, Cartman's mean to everybody, but they just seem to keep him around. I don't know. Yeah. I guess when, you, when you're friends, though, and you just make that core group, shit has to really go awry for you to fucking kick one out. Like, it's like- I think so. At this stage of the proceedings, at, at, at this age, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah, Carmen's really pushing the <laughs> pushing it. Yeah. In so many ways, and and, and especially as the series progresses. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember back, <laughs> all the way back to when I was single digits and- um, I'm pretty sure I had at least one friend. I'm like, I'm not sure I like you all that much. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Who invited you? Why are you? What are you doing in my life? Yeah. I'm getting a, a phone call right now, listeners, from, uh, you can't see it, but uh, it's TKW Research Potential Scam. Could <laughs> oh. <laughs> love those potential scams. So we're back at the auditions anyway, and they're doing some practice run-throughs of, what, of their scene, and they reveal here that Eric Roberts has got the role of the little monkey guy. <laughs> So they run through the scene and none of it is how it actually went down. None of it's realistic. They're all proper proper actors. There we go and action. I want to announce who the father is. Bang! Oh, I've been shot. Nobody move. I'm a law officer. My God, I think he's gone into cardiac arrest. You seem somewhat unnerved by this, Chef. Are you accusing me, Barbrady? Because if you are accused, don't hide behind your clever riddles. Our differences must be set aside for now, Mr. Chef. I'm simply a man. A man trying to do my job. Wow, this is a good movie! My exact notes here, <laughs> pretty harsh on Eric Roberts here, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. As soon as I saw Eric Roberts, I'm like, oh, guy's going to like this. Oh, wait, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at the hospital, Cartman is still singing because obviously Kyle's fucking with him. Don't, don't, wouldn't you hate that, though, where you, there's just something where, for example, like this. Imagine you had this where you hear the start of the song and you can't function unless you hear the rest of the song. Unless you... It would yeah. just be a terrible thing. I, I can't imagine what people with OCD must go through. Nicola's got a slight form of OCD where she can't, I've discussed this, she can't have any volume on an odd number. So it's got to be always oh. even. So if she says the, the volume on 17 and I leave it, she literally, like, she, she climbs the wall. She can't do it. It's crazy. I, I'm, not, I'm not quite as... Uh, <laughs> crazy! <laughs> <That's> like, fucked up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not as fucked up as that. But uh, when it comes to volumes, especially, I tend to, it, it doesn't always have to be, but it's usually on like a multiple of five. Okay. I do, I do like my fives. Fives, yeah, five's a good number, isn't it? Five, my, five is my favorite yeah. number. Five just seems like anywhere in between like five and 10, it's like you're just fucking around. Just get, get either, either want it loud or you want it quiet. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm, yeah, when I'm doing the TV, it's like, 25, that's not quite cutting it, but I'm not going to go to 27. I'm going to go all the way to 30. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's a bit too loud, but I can't do 27. Forget it. So, yeah, I'm I'm with Nicola on this one. I mean, um, everyone's got their something. Yes. They're in the waiting room and everyone's just bleeding out everywhere and Stan's really worried. And the um they've closed the um the the overpass or the pass to the um to the hospital due to all the snow outside, so they're they're running long uh staff. And the doctor says, you know, if we don't get someone here soon, everyone is completely fucked. And I've got here, what was the fucked censored out when we didn't we had I swear it was Stan or Kyle said this is pretty fucked up, dude, a few episodes ago, and you heard him say fuck. How bizarre! That's a good point. Where did you watch this one? Both on Paramount Plus. Okay. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why that would be the case. Yeah, anyway, uh, Mephesto is fine unless the power goes out. Oh, well, guess you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> the power goes out, obviously. So we're now watching America's Most Wanted, hosted by John Walsh. And I've got here, they were live streaming the scene. When would this ever happen? They're like, When would they ever do yeah. a, a live portrayal of an, uh, like a reenactment? What? <laughs> I think you're stretching things a bit. Just as you're stretching out this episode, you're also stretching the bounds of credibility. Yeah, yeah. Matt and Trey. But Eric Roberts. Or not even, not even Matt and Trey, just Trey and, and David this time around. Yep. What are you doing, Matt Stone? Maybe Matt get coming in saying, this isn't believable. And they're like, be gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is why we need Matt Stone <laughs> to point out the holes in the plot. Uh, Eric Roberts goes into business for himself and then a tree falls on the power line and all the power goes out. So they go to the feature movie, which was... Oh, remind me. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Was it? <laughs> That's right. Who did frame Roger Rabbit? <laughs> of course. What a, I that, fucking that, loved. It played off pretty well, actually, I, with that game. Yes, I fucking loved Who Framed Roger Rabbit when I was a kid. Loved it. But I remember my mum says you were, you were always really sad. I was always really sad when he drops the, the creature in the, in the toxic waste. Oh, yeah, in the dip. It's like, no, he's just murdering something. <laughs> yeah, the, the little the shoe. Yeah, the little shoe guy or whatever it was. the shoe in the yeah. dip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's pretty scary. It's, 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 a, <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It's a very good movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, you could just you could probably just go, oh, wow, it's humans and cartoons interacting and just, you know, sort of ride on the spectacle. But it's got a really solid plot. And also just perfect casting in, you know, my man Bob Hoskins as the, uh, as the lead. Yeah. It's, he's so good. Yeah. So the, the 80s had Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And the '90s had Space Jam, not a great movie in the sense of like storyline, but that 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 kind of vibe. And then kids these days have the Chippendale movie, which I think is fucking great. Did you watch oh, that movie, the Rescue Rangers? Yeah, how good was that movie? I'm I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard a lot of good things about oh, it. Oh, mate, it is. I would watch honestly a, a, a plenty of those. They can keep doing them because it's just like an yeah. you know an extended uh, episode of the TV show where it's just solving a mystery. So you can just create another one, create another one, create another one. But the way they made the film. With all the different animations, all the tribute to all the various animations, they even had fucking Randy in there. I've heard, I've heard a lot. <laughs> that's pretty. Neat. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it. And I do like Andy Samberg, and I do like John Mulaney. So, yeah, yeah. Who are who are voicing Chip and Dale, right? Yeah, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Re- Randy Marsh just makes an appearance. It's fucking great. I, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that Randy Marsh is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly Sonic makes an appearance. It's great. 
Ugly Sonic with the with the original teeth, or? the original teeth one, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's at a convention trying to, and no one wants the signature. <laughs> it's, it's really oh. funny. So like, if you haven't seen the Chippendale movie, um, check that out. I, that is Dando's uh, seal of approval. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Getting back to uh, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the kick-ass blizzard is going on outside and it's fucking up the power everywhere and now they're going to need a backup generator at the hospital. The, the one that's currently working is going to run out of uh, power in about half an hour. So they, <laughs> they're going to need more, he- um, more help soon. They're going to need another backup generator to come in and I love the doctor here. Nurse, please! I need another pair of hands in here! Oh, sorry. I was surprised you didn't go for this gag earlier. <laughs> <laughs> They were saving it for just the right moment. Yeah, Mrs. Cartman is now in bed with the governor, and he, this guy is a super creep. Well, I could use a little bit more convincing. I'm like, oh, man, sleazebag. But you can just imagine <laughs> there being so many, not even just politicians, just people in positions of power that just take advantage of a situation like this. Oh, Quimby. <laughs> Don't <Dr>. Quimby. <laughs> with his, um, his Miss Springfield. <laughs> We're now back and uh, at the hospital. Doctor, doctor asks Chef and the kids to be honorary doctors. I love that when they just get made an honorary something. Mm. <laughs> you are honorary Avengers, but yeah, the honorary doctors. And he said, uh, and and the way he's, you think in a normal show when he says, "Well, I used to watch Quincy, but like, well, we can't have him." Got, Perfect, of course. What are you doing? What are you wasting time for? <laughs> get in here now. And everyone is now trapped in the audition room, and it's just immediately Lord of the Flies. So the, the only option now might be to, to eat each other to stay alive. And the director's like, ah, One of my favourite lines. Been, it's been like four hours. Can we just relax a little bit? We might be okay. Aren't you resorting to cannibalism a little early? <laughs> that's, that's my favourite line of the episode. It reminds me of, um, it was on the Simpsons episode. I can't remember which one it was. I believe it was the one where there was the gas at the um, at that Maud Flanders theme park. And then straight away, Wigan goes, everybody panic. <laughs> <laughs> And they decide they're going to draw straws to decide who gets eaten. But unfortunately, they didn't. I was it Barb Brady didn't make a short straw. Short straw. <laughs> <laughs> who made you bus anyway? Who the hell made Jimbo bus? <laughs> what are we up to? Six, seven? I think that's the fifth one, I believe. Okay. Um, we're back at the hospital and they're going to remove a guy's appendix, I believe. I think his appendix burst. They're going to have to remove it. And all the kids are trying to help out. Stan vomits into the incision, into the wound, which is just... <laughs> Horrific. Can you imagine if that really happened? I wouldn't be surprised if that's happened in some way. Surely it's happened in some way. There's got to be some sort of like trainee or some sort of um, intern who's just gone. Like, can you imagine? Oh my god! You just you just quit the medical profession, wouldn't you? Oh, you'd have to. No matter. You could go cure lepers in some remote part of the world, and we're that's the guy you puked in the, um, the opening session. <laughs> Oh no, now I've got to go somewhere else. It's the guy, it's the guy, it's the guy. It's the puker. <laughs> it's the spewer. We then get another one. Who is screwing with the lights? And Cartman says, hey, that's really starting to piss me off. And I think as a viewer, he's speaking for all viewers there. It's like, this, yes. it's getting a little old now, guys. You know, you've, 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 you've overdone it a little bit. Barb Brady, as I was saying earlier, didn't have any short straws. So, um... Mr. Garrison throughout the whole thing, he seemed cool, calm, and collected, but he was he was down for it. He's like, can we just hurry this up? My stomach is growling. <laughs> <laughs> I love the growling. <laughs> uh, Doctor Doctor now has the blueprints to of of the hospital to go and find out where the other backup generator is, and he tries to explain to the kids, "This is what we have to do. We're going to split into two teams. Everybody's on my team except for Kenny. Kenny, you are Team B." <laughs> and Kenny just takes team, it. <laughs> team B will consist of Kenny. I found a map that shows the location of a backup generator. 
Apparently they built a large self-sustaining generator for just this kind of emergency. But it's out and away from the hospital. So how do we get to it? We must split up into two teams. Team A and Team B. Team A will consist of myself, Stan, Kyle, Eric, Chef, and Nurse Goodley. Team B will consist of Kenny. Now listen closely, Team B. Your goal will be to turn on the backup generator. To do this, you must brave the storm outside and get into this sewage duct. Meanwhile, Team A will go to the holding area here, where there is a television and some cocoa. We will drink the cocoa and watch family programming until Team B makes it through the sewage duct. By that time, Team B, remember that's you, Kenny, should reach the outer core of the generator. It will be a cold and dangerous climb to the top, and there could be velociraptors here. Once you reach the top, you should be able to get a clear view through this window of us drinking cocoa and watching television. Then, you can proceed down into the generator and power it on. Are there any questions? No, that sounds pretty sweet to me. Right then, let's do it. Go team! Family programming. <laughs> family programming. <laughs> the term family programming got me. I just love that. And at the, at the end, go team! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the, um, at the America's Most Wanted uh, filming, everyone's really hungry now. So to decide, who are they going to eat, Mr. Davis? Your man. I'm going to take a bite out of Eric Roberts. Well, you know, the man's in shape. <laughs> He'd be a tasty morsel. We come back from commercial, and he's dead. He's in pieces. They they, they consumed him. He's, he's gone. He's in parts, pieces. Yes, parts, pieces. And uh, it's almost midnight now, and Jimbo's, well, another hour. We're going to have to eat again. Are you people diabetic or something? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> Meanwhile, Kenny is on his mission to try and get to that backup generator. And oh, Very unfortunate, though. That he's yes. <laughs> gone all that way through the, uh, the the Shawshank Tunnel, the Shawshank Shit Tunnel. Yeah. And, uh, only be told, oh, there's other way around. No, there's a, there's a heated way. And Kenny, I think, just, I think he says something on the lines of, are you fucking kidding me? I'll just walk through shit or something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, you see that generator over there? Go towards it. So he, as Kenny's going towards yeah, the generator, we see the, uh, the silhouette, the shadow of, of the dinosaur mm-hmm. approaching him. And that's the end of the dinosaur. There's no other dinosaur there. But I like that they had at least had a little, not a throwback, but just a, I guess, I guess you could say it's a throwback. We can't have a throwback within an episode, though. It, the, the joke of the dinosaur paid off, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, everyone is now eating the America's Most Wanted crew. They're all dead. They've all been eaten as well. So there's no one left. All those guys are gone. My God, what a harrowing tale of human drama this is. All of us doing what we must to survive. It is amazing what people can do under stress. Just look at the pyramids. Nobody knows how they built those or who. Who built the pyramids? Was it the Babylonians? Officer Barbrady? Samaritans? Kenny is now at the backup generator and he realizes that he needs to complete the wire circuit, but there's no way for him to do so. So Kenny takes one for the team and he sacrifices himself. What a, what a dude. Go what Kenny. a little lord. When, when is he not taking one for the team? I know, right? I just love Cartman though. Doesn't think about Kenny's life. He's like, yeah, go Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> All he wants is Mephesto to wake up so he can find out who his dad is. And I guess for good reason. He is eight years old and he wants to know who his dad is. Sure. Ms. Cartman is now in bed with the president at the time, one Bill Clinton, and he agrees. Right. Yes, he agrees. He's going to legalize the 40th trimester for abortion. She's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, the other thing. What's the other A word? You mean adoption? That, that, that's pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, that, well, that's what I want. I love that they're playing it's that hail to the achievement. Every time. Festo then wakes up. The blizzard is over. Kenny has saved the day. Everyone's happy. And he says, oh, it's probably my brother who shot him. So, that is through the way that the, the killer thing. It's just like, oh, he tries to shoot me every month. Don't worry about it. So, that, that's, that's, that's that solved. The, it was the brother of Mephesto. The kids are now uh, looking at Kenny and his frozen body. 
and he's a popsicle. And they decide they're going to hit him with a shovel. See if he shatters. Demolition Man style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something. What is it? Is it Terminator 2? Doesn't he freeze him? Oh, and that's smash right. Yeah, Terminator 2 does that as well, I think. Or? Yep, yep. Uh, so everyone is now uh, escaping from the from the, the building where the auditions were being held and the um, and the filming of America's Most Wanted. They escape the snow and it plays Ave Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, how are we going to get through this? One day at a time, one day at a time. And meanwhile- We've survived. Yes, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Garrison, I'm bringing home some Eric Roberts in a doggy bag. Anybody else want some? <laughs> He's such a little queen. <laughs> We're now at the hospital and Mephesto tries to pay tribute to, uh, to Kenny, but Cartman's just not having any of it. He's like, just tell us already. We need to know. We've waited so long. He's about to say it. And then I love this from Trey and Matt. Anybody else see that Terrence and Phil special last week? Or last month? That was great. That was hilarious. <laughs> just to remind you. Hey, remember the time we fucked with you? Yeah. We're fucking um, with you again. They're fucking with us as viewers now by mm. using a joke about the way they fucked us last week. Uh, last month. Perfect. And then he finally reveals that Eric Cartman's father is Ms. Cartman. I remember being a kid going, what? How's that work? You said, what now? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? The father is Mrs. Cartman. What? Yes, it's true. No, that doesn't make sense. Yes, it took quite a while for me to understand as well. You see, Mrs. Cartman is a hermaphrodite. Meaning what? Meaning that she has both male and female genitals. It's true. You mean at the drunken barn dance, when we all got together with her... She was a he? No, no, not exactly, but she did have a penis. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, hermaphrodites cannot bear children, so Miss Cartman's DNA match with Eric can only mean that she is his father, and she got another woman pregnant at the drunken barn dance. Ah, uh, man, this is f***ing weak. Dude, you're a big fat ass and your mom's a hermaphrodite. I'm sorry I never told you, Eric. I just thought maybe it would be a little shocking to you. Oh, well, gee whiz, you think so, Ma? Well, that's that. Thank you all for playing. No, no, wait a minute. If if she's my dad, then who's my mom? Who is Aunt Cartman's mother? Is it Mrs. Crabtree, Sheila Brovlowski, the mayor? Ah, forget it! It had a very South Park payoff, didn't it? Oh, yeah. You can't expect... It, it's, it seemed outrageous, but we shouldn't have expected any less from Trey and Matt. They... they kind of set their tone pretty early i think they definitely <laughs> like, did yeah i mean it's it's a it's a bit naff and a bit cliche to say they go there but yeah they really do go there they do but overall i thought it had enough laughs i love that the doctor doctor and and nurse uh, nurse goody um i love is it nurse goody or nurse Goodall? is it goody uh, goodly i think goodly goodly that's right yes and just there was enough going on in this episode for me to say, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say this is the best episode of the season. So, okay. I'm not sure what that says about the season. But this was definitely, mm. it was a worthy payoff for the first episode. There was enough going on, incorporated enough characters. I, I like that they incorporated as many characters from the South Park universe as possible. Made it feel like a special, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going back to South Park. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. You, you thought you were going to go back, but uh, not quite. You made a detour to Canada. So, um, yeah, to bring everyone back and just remind you of like, oh, these are the characters that you came to enjoy those uh, that uh, in that last season. Remember these guys? Remember? Remember? Hello, sir. Postman Butters with a special delivery for you. All right, Mr. Davis. So we've actually had a couple of questions come through on the mailbag. So if you've got a question for us, guys, or a message, you can send it through to southparkmailbag at gmail.com. I've picked out two here. This first mm-hmm. one is from Scott Pensdale. <laughs> Not Scott Tenement. 
Yes, I know, right? That would have been awesome. From Ireland. And he says, Do you think South Park has managed to maintain a level of consistency longer than The Simpsons? It seems a lot of people hate on The Simpsons post-season 10, but you don't tend to hear people hate on new episodes of South Park in the same way. Cheers for the podcast. Look forward to when he hits the season four to eight range. Well, thanks for the message or for the question, Scott. So he seems he's asking us, do we think this, they've maintained quality longer than what The Simpsons have? Well, first of all, they do half the amount of episodes. So we need to take that there into account. There is that to take into account, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. They're two completely I, I different shows, yes, aren't they? But, yeah, but you've got to take those circumstances into account and, the, and all those other factors into account. The fact that there are fewer episodes. They're able to stay topical, which is what helps them as well. So because they make episodes yeah. so quickly, they bang them out so quickly, they always feel like they're like, oh, the fucking... Have you seen it? Like something happens this week and in a couple of weeks South Park are talking about it. There, there aren't yeah. many shows in the world like that. Even now, you know what I mean? So I think that's been their way of maintaining, not necessarily even quality, but just relevance. I think so. And look, I'm not privy to the behind the scenes writer's room stuff, but it does seem like there's a a fairly core group of talent that have been working with the show for a fair while. I mean, you know, Parker and Stone are still attached and still have their sort of names above the title, so to speak. Uh, It seems like there's less sort of turnover than there is at... um, is it then there is it Simpsons, Simpsons HQ? Yeah. yeah, especially now anyway, because b- back in the glory days of the Simpsons, you had your core writing staff and they'd usually stick around for at least four or five seasons. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so, but Trey and Matt still being at the helm and still being two of the biggest writers, like they, they, it's their baby, you know. It's it's yes, it's not like yeah. I mean, James L. Brooks and what and Matt Grant they, they created the Simpsons and they employed writers and those writers treated it as their baby, but Trey and Matt made this this is their act mm. they conceived this baby so they're able to make sure that it's if it doesn't if the quality doesn't match what they want then they wouldn't put it out you know what i mean like they are their harshest critics so i think that's another reason why they've been able to maintain the quality because the people running it are the people who created it no i think that's absolutely right Tender. all right one more question is here from maggie hollowworth she doesn't say where she's from unfortunately but maggie thanks for the question uh, she says hey maggie Hi, Guy and Dando. This is just a quick message to say I really love hearing your take on South Park. I've been wanting a reason to revisit the show's earlier seasons, and now I do. Just wondering if there were any episodes in particular that you guys are looking forward to reviewing. For me, I've never seen it, and it's crazy that I've never seen it. I don't know how I never have, but I really want to see The Simpsons Already Did It episode. Oh, yeah. I've never seen (laughs) that. I think that could be something where maybe we'll do like a Patreon skip forward review or something where we you know all Simpsons fans can find that as well on our Patreon page but Simpsons already did it me obviously being a huge Simpsons fan I never watched that episode but yeah I'm looking, really looking forward to checking that one out what about you Mr Davis um, it, it's funny we heard from Scott a little earlier and I am, I am keen to revisit Scott Tenement Must Die that's voted by many as the best episode ever watching that episode the first time I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I was so amazed and appalled that they actually did what they did with that episode. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. There's one that I really like called P, where they go to, like, a water park. Okay. Um, and um, What about the um, the Scientology one? Scientology ones are very good as well, <laughs> with R. Kelly and all that other business. And whoever's doing the John Travolta impersonation, that is hilarious. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I think that's really fantastic. <laughs> so, then, look, there's a few I'm looking forward to. I think I think Scott Tannerman is probably up there with the um, yeah. with the best of the best and one that I'm really looking forward to talking about. And I'm really looking forward to, I think we should do it for, for Patreon, perhaps, the, um, the specials that are now available on Paramount Plus, the, the recent specials. Yeah. I reckon we should definitely 
looking to reviewing those. And of course, bigger, longer, and uncut as well. We haven't got around to doing that one yet, but we will be doing that one soon. Maybe that, maybe that maybe that can be the top of our list, the bigger, longer, and uncut. Because I think there's a lot of listeners out there right now who'll be looking forward to hearing our thoughts. Just <laughs> not so much just on the movie, but just the the time which it came out, the hoopla around the movie. I remember it being huge. Anything that came close when I was a kid, maybe it was the Pokemon movie. That was a big deal as well. But this felt like it reached more people. The South Park movie, like Pokemon, was just for kids. South Park was for kids that wanted to be naughty and everyone else. You know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, remember mum not, not letting me watch it. It was like, it was like kind of, for me, the, the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, was very much like Bart not being allowed to watch the Chin Scratchy movie. All my oh, friends had seen it, but I wasn't allowed to. And I just remember seeing it on the video shelf, on the shelf at work, at the, thinking, if I just let the guy let me hire it, could I watch it without mum knowing? And then I'd get there and he's like, mum said I couldn't. I'm like, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> 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 Oh, there goes that plan. Well, I'll tell you, anyway, I mean, yes. I'm sure I've said this in the past, but the the the, the first time I saw Bigger, Longer, Uncut in a cinema, I mean, it was a full cinema in a big in a big theater. Honestly, God, it felt like the place was just going to explode. There was really? so much, so much laughter. It felt like we could have lifted the roof off the place because everyone was just so into it. There was just nothing else like South Park when it first started, was there? No, nothing else like it. Nothing else. Nope. There was no other animated series where you just like, I can't believe they said that. You know, they really mm-hmm. they really just changed television forever with that show. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting into that movie as well and doing a review for Patreon. If you are a listener of this show and you want to support us, if you're not aware, by the way, I quit my job recently to, to focus on this show. So, if you are enjoying the show and you want to support us, you can do so for as little as just one single dollar per month. One single dollar and it can help us grow and help this series continue. Uh, it's patreon.com slash discount. This series is obviously part of the Four Finger Discount Network. We've got this. We've got, if you like Seinfeld, you can check out Talking Seinfeld. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. If you're a fan of Friends, Nicola, my wife and I do a friend series called The One About Friends. You can listen to that as well obviously four finger discount simpson show and if you do like futurama uh, you can find our tales of futurama episode exclusively on our patreon page as well as some exclusive movie reviews and we also have guy on springfield where guy and myself go back and revisit classic episodes of the first 10 seasons of the simpsons so there's hours there's over 100 hours of exclusive content on our patreon right now which you can get access to like i said you can sign up for just as little as one single dollar we do to support the show but we appreciate you guys just listening in general all right Mr. Davis, that's been our review of Cartman's Mum is Still a Dirty Slut. The next episode of South Park. I remember watching this one when it first came out too, is Ike's Wee Wee. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Ike's Wee Wee is the next episode of Going Down to South Park. This has been Cartman's Mum is Still a Dirty Slut. Thank you guys so much for your ongoing support listening to the show. Don't forget, you can find us also on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash fourfingerdiscounttv if you want to listen to us and watch us on there as well. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for those incredible listeners out there? I'm sailing away. Are you going to sing the rest really fast? <laughs> no, I think you're going to have to. Now. I'm going to have to find a way, <laughs> yes. <laughs>